ever known a corpse to float on its back. Decomposition saw to that, made them float face down, arms and legs dangling downwards in the water. The last thing to be visible would be a hand. But now she was getting a different picture. At its weakest point, the wrist, this hand had been severed. It was just a hand, no body. So there hadn't been a corpse floating, against all physical laws, on its back but there was still something wrong about the witness statement. She turned the hand over, settling the mental picture of the way it was lying, little details she'd need for her own witness statement. It hadn't been buried. She couldn't even say it was buried in the silt. It was just lying on top of it. Sarge, you hear me? Yeah, she said. I hear you. She picked up the hand. She cupped it gently and slowly let herself sink to hover above the silt at the bottom of the harbour. Sarge? Yeah, Dundas. Yeah, I'm with you. Got anything? She swallowed. She turned the hand round so its fingers lay across her own. She should tell Dundas it was five bells. A find. But she didn't. No, she said instead. Nothing yet. Not yet. What's happening? Nothing. I'm going to move along a bit here. I'll let you know when I've got something. Okay. She dug one arm into the muck at the bottom and forced herself to think clearly. First, she pulled gently at the lifeline, dragging it down, feeling for the next three-meter tag. On the surface, it would appear to be paying out naturally. It would look as if she was sculling along the bottom. When she got to the tag, she sandwiched the line between her knees to keep up the pressure and lay down in the silt the way she taught the team to rest if they got a CO2 overload, face down so the mask didn't lift, knees lightly in the sludge. The hand she held close to her forehead, as if she was praying. In her comms helmet there was silence, just a hiss of static. Now she'd got to the target she had time. She unplugged the mic from her mask, took a second to close her eyes and check her balance, she focused on a red spot in her mind's eye, watched it, waited for it to dance. But it didn't. Stayed steady. She kept herself very, very still, waiting, as she always did, for something to come to her. Mom, she whispered, hating the way her voice sounded so hopeful, so hissy in the helmet. Mom. She waited. Nothing. As it always was. She concentrated hard, pressing lightly on the bones of the hand, making this stranger's piece of flesh seem half familiar. Mom! Something came into her eyes, stinging. She opened them, but there was nothing. Just the usual stuffy blackness of the mask, the vague brownish light of silt dancing in front of the faceplate, and the all-enveloping sound of her breathing. She fought the tears, wanting to say it aloud. Mom, please help! I saw you last night, I did see you, and I know you're trying to tell me something. I just can't hear it properly. Please, tell me what you were trying to say. Mom? she whispered, and then, feeling ashamed of herself. Mummy? Her own voice came back, echoing round her head, except this time, instead of mummy, it sounded like, Idiot! You idiot! She put her head back, breathing hard, trying hard not to let any tears come. What was she expecting? Why was it always here, underwater, that she came to cry, the worst place, 
crying in a mask she couldn't pull off like sport divers could. Maybe it was obvious she'd feel closer to Mum somewhere like this. But there was more to it than that. Ever since she could remember, the water had been the place she could concentrate, feel a sort of peace floating up, as if she could open channels down here that she couldn't open on the surface. She waited for a few minutes longer, until the tears had gone somewhere safe, and she knew she wouldn't blind herself or make a fool of herself when she surfaced. Then she sighed and held up the severed hand. She had to bring it close to her mask, had to let it brush the perspex visor, because that was how close you had to get to things in this sort of visibility. And then, looking at the hand close up, she realized what else was worrying her. She plugged in the comms lead. Dundas, you there? What's up?